0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Nintendo Fuse's Industry Talk. My name is Barry, and today I am joined by a really dear friend of mine, Dan Butchko, from PlayCrafting.
1: Hello, everybody. So happy to be here.
0: So uh, for those of you that have followed Nintendo Fuse for a while, you will know that this is actually the fourth annual talk that I've gotten the pleasure of sitting with Dan uh because we were there at the beginning with uh 20, 2017 with the very first play nyc um but for those that are new that that hey maybe they didn't discover nintendo fuse back then and they're just discovering us now and they're just discovering you know Playcrafting now uh dan why don't you just give a little brief thing you know on the, on the history of Playcrafting and, and play nyc as a whole
1: sure sure so we at PlayCrafting are one of the uh, biggest networks and communities of uh, video game developers in the United States, uh, which is super exciting. Uh, we got our start as a meetup group in New York way back in 2009. And uh, now we have grown to a full-time team. And, uh, you know, we, we do a lot. Uh, on one hand, we are uh, doing classes and courses. So for folks that want to get started on making games and building games of their own, uh, we have a lot of different classes and courses for that. Uh, we work with different partners uh, to actually build out games ourselves with the developers in our community, um, and then of course we do events. And our biggest annual event out of the over 50 that we do each year uh, is called Play NYC, and we launched it way back in 2017 uh, as you know a, a way to really give New York its own game convention. Uh, you know, New York uh, has such a vibrant community of video game players, streamers developers and creators, uh, that we felt like it needed its own all-games convention, and so that's why we launched it back in 2017. Uh, It's been a live convention uh, up until now, uh, for this year at least, Uh, and each year we welcome over 5,000 people uh, in person, over 100,000 online. Um, We've featured uh, over 150 games per year uh, for the past few years, Um, talks, panels, streams, tournaments, etc., um, and really for us, we want to help put New York on the map for its culture, industry, uh, and everything else around games. I also use New York as a real uh, central meeting point because New York is the crossroads of the world. And so uh, offering sort of a beacon for players, streamers, viewers, and developers uh, from outside of New York to come on in and join in on the fun has been a big part of what's made Play NYC is so special on top of all the New York-based folks. Um, so this year is obviously a little bit different with Play NYC, but the spirit is there. Um, we have a lot of great stuff lined up, and I'm super excited to finally be able to start talking about it.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, somebody who's been to the show every year, I think the one word I would describe or use to describe the show is evolution. Um, and I say that because. You seem to be going with the pattern. Every year you have a different venue, uh, you know, and it seemed like last year you found the perfect venue and I was yeah. like, yeah, we're going to stick with this venue. This is great. But, we, you know, evolution happened again and you have a new venue this time uh, online, thanks to the world's events. Uh, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about the challenges and what the process of changing from a in-person physical event to a digital event, because this isn't just a playcrafting thing. This is a world over thing.
1: Right. Yeah. So we, we announced play NYC 2020 way back in October of last year. It was the first time we had this much time between announcing it and actually having it happen. Um, it was, we were going to come back to the same venue, love the metropolitan pavilion, really great fit for our live convention. But then of course COVID-19 happened. And so we really had to go back to the drawing board. And for us, you know, that live experience, having thousands of people all united with the warm glow of video games um, is always so special. Um, And we need to figure out a way to be able to do something like that, but digitally and do it in a way that doesn't put anybody's health at risk um, and allows folks to join. And so what we wound up coming up with is a fully virtual event Uh, so for the first time it's virtual, it's a full week long. So, uh, Monday through Sunday this year, as opposed to just Saturday and Sunday in previous years. Um, and it's free, it's free to join. So, um, you know, while we are bummed to not be able to do the live, uh, event, um, we're really excited to unite people from all over the place, uh, in our virtual setting. And, um, you know, for us with New York being our hometown, uh, and obviously, Play NYC being such a New York-centric show, um, at that time, uh, when we made, made the decision, New York was really the center of the pandemic. And so we wanted to make this year's show a real love letter to New York through video games and galvanize folks around that can't stop, won't stop attitude that I think anyone who lives in and around New York has been to New York or has heard of New York before you knows <laughs> this really sort of... Um, the, the, the core resilience uh, that, uh, that every New Yorker and, and folks that are there shares. And so um, it's something that really sort of took off as we sort of uh, started to put everything together. Uh, we got some really great partners uh, involved in it. Um, and I'd say that the, the biggest challenge for us was, you know, in, in back in April and May when we were thinking about and trying to figure out how to deliver a virtual only play NYC, We went into a lot of different directions where uh, we were going to do like a fully VR, 3D model thing. We were going to do an AR thing. Um, And in the end, you know, just given uh, our community and the folks that come to play NYC, uh, as you've seen before, it's all ages, families. Uh, We have folks that are everything from hardcore gamers to casual players to, you know, families and people that just want to have a good time. And so, Uh, we really wanted to make this as super simple and basic as possible so that it could be as accessible to everyone as possible. Um, and so delivering a show that is across our website and through streaming was the easiest way to do so. Um, obviously, you know, we have to sacrifice that, that live in-person, uh, convention experience, but, um... Without that, we're also, you know, opened up to a lot of exciting new possibilities and new kinds of content that we're doing and new partners that we've brought on. So um, I'd say that the the core of PlayNYC is going to be there. It's going to be stronger than ever, even if it's delivered in a different way. And I think it's really going to speak to the moment that we're all in collectively uh, inside, you know, video game culture and outside and um, really excited as, as you know things have really shaped up and, and come together in the past couple of months
0: yeah I think I think that's one of the biggest hurdles with any type of convention is the location. You know, and I know, like, over the past few years, I've talked with other developers uh, just doing industry talks. And I'm like, oh, you know, have you heard of Play NYC? You think about bringing your games to Play NYC, And a lot of them, you know, like, oh, I can't get out to New York City or, you know, I'm over on the West Coast. And, you know, travel is always an issue with, with any of these shows. You want to do packs, you're going to have to travel. You want to do, you know, Gamescom, you're going to have to travel. So, you know, for a lot of the smaller developers, it's definitely harder to travel. But even the bigger ones, it's do we want to add that to the budget? Since this is now online... Travel is no longer an issue. Have you found yourself receiving or you know more you know more developers from outside the New York area? More like oh yeah, I'll join and I'll participate now that I can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We we've seen a a huge uptick uh, in outside New York developers joining up this year. Um, you know, with the travel, the expense, all that logistics and whatnot gone, um, it allows us to you know reach a lot more folks and uh, bring more folks on on board. And this is also the first year that it's free for indie developers to exhibit too. So, you know, it didn't feel right for us uh, this year, just knowing that independent developers are the core of our community um, to charge for, you know, virtual exhibiting space. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so with that cost barrier gone, the travel barrier gone, and all those logistics barriers gone, Um, we've seen a lot of interest come in from folks across the country and around the world. And so um, it's been it's been really fun to see what happens when you remove those restrictions. And, uh, you know, the the sounding board and and the net is so much wider to see who you know, what people are working on and what they want to show up.
0: That's good to hear. I'm glad more people are open to it. Uh, Now, at the beginning, I did mention a word. Um, for the show and that was Evolution and and I was referring definitely to the location but also the show itself and for those that aren't aware like the show as a live show has been great with you know different booths and different developers showing off their games and that's been fantastic but over the years the show has evolved in the sense of like 2017 you had panels uh, which was really cool and then you know you had you know the graffiti games and, and you know 2018 and you had all these other things coming out and i want to know this year because the schedule isn't posted as of this recording yeah. so what can people expect i mean obviously it's free you know so it's not like oh do i want to spend my money on this it's more do i want to spend my time on this um yeah. will will panels be coming back i know you you've done you started doing the streaming and you, you've you done like the um the highlights um, which has always been a fantastic um, part of it. I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be there as well. But what can, what can the average player, the average gamer, the average curiosity, you know person say, hey, I want to partake in play NYC. What can they expect out of this year's show being digital?
1: Sure. Yeah, sure. So Monday through Friday, we have a lineup of talks and panels uh, as well as some live demos and debuts. Um, that'll be happening uh, each night, Monday through Friday. Uh, And then Saturday and Sunday will be, uh, you know, an an evolved version of what we've done for our stream previously. We'll we'll have more demos, some live tournaments, some special guests. Um, That piece is largely untouched compared to previous years. Uh, So what we really wanted to do this year was, you know, find a way to get folks excited uh, to find out more about the people behind the games uh, and learn more about the games themselves. And so that's where, You know, especially with everyone behind their own computer screen, mostly from, you know, the the comfort of their own home, um, we could really, you know, lean back in toward talks and panels. Uh, Whereas, uh, you know, in previous years, we launched with, as you know, an extensive talk and panel program. uh, And then we took a lot of that and we brought it to the stream. And so the stream has sort of um, served multiple purposes while the live convention floor was open. Uh, now we've added uh, talks and panels back in across Monday through Friday, and in the end, you know, we will be posting the full schedule um, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, this is completely up to folks to uh, uh, you know participate in as as they'd like. So uh, you can come in and you could tune in every single day for several hours and uh, you know you know check it out, check out the games, meet the developers, etc. Or you can just Pop in whenever you'd like. So it really uh, is is on everybody to to just kind of have fun with it and uh, go to the things that they get the most excited about. Um, Our website is going to be hosting, uh, we have over 85 exhibitors confirmed so far. Um, Given that, you know, we don't have a live convention space, uh, each of those exhibitors, quote-unquote, are going to be the games themselves. So you're going to get right to the games um, really, it's going to depend on whether the games are available or whatnot. Um, but uh, there will be a spot per exhibitor per game uh, on our website. Uh, and then for graffiti games, which has obviously become a bigger and bigger part of Play NYC each year, you know, in the first year, we launched it uh, as a way to just show off and amplify the voices of, um, you know, indie developers in New York. And it was called Graffiti Games because we tasked them with creating digital interactive experiences that also transforms the physical space of the convention floor and the venue itself. Um, 2018, 2019, we wanted to use Play NYC as a way to amplify the voices of marginalized developers. And so uh, in 2018, we focused on first generation immigrant developers, 2019, we focused on uh, LGBT developers and, um, and for that, it's a great opportunity for us as PlayCrafting and at Play NYC to lift the voices of developers that you may not hear, hear from as much and also, you know, have a lineup of some really cool games that you can't find anywhere else. And so for this year, you know, given everything that's going on in the state of the world, we just had to make sure that we were spotlighting and amplifying the voices of black game developers. And so uh, we announced uh, the, the, uh, the lineup of five developers that were selected Um, They're from across the country um, and those games will be debuting on our itch page. So they will be playable uh, going live throughout that week. Uh, We'll hear conversations uh, with them throughout the week um, and plan and uh, graffiti games is going to make an even bigger impact than ever before, because for the first time since the start of play NYC, it's always been a dream of ours to have rockstar involved and rockstar games is involved. So uh, they are our graffiti Games sponsor this year. Meaning the impact and the funding for those developers is just significantly higher than it was before, and will be joining us with a talk during the week as well. Um, so so excited to have Rockstar join us. They are one of the, if not the, OG, uh, you know, game studios uh, in New York. Uh, they have a huge presence in New York, and um, this was the year to have them join. And it's it's exciting to see them join up. In a year that is especially challenging for a lot of people, and to show up and support New York and, and the developers that are part of graffiti games in the way that they have.
0: Yeah, that's huge. I mean, you've had Avalanche there with you know Just Cause three uh, in the past, and you know that was you know put out by or published by Rockstar. But it's great to see you know Rockstar step in and support this because you know for those that never went to Plan Y C the graffiti games were always something special because they were they were so unique. I, I think it was the first year, 2017. There was like a a log game where you were like yeah. swimming up and you had to like balance the log and salmon
1: like, salmon roll, I think it was yeah. called.
0: Yeah. yeah, like that was just so unique. And I think it was 2018. There was like a Mario race game where you were like actually running. Like it was you 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 actually had to run to run move Mario. And it was Mario versus Peach. It was like a subway race. Yep. Uh, it was <laughs> it was really really cool. And these the, there was also like I think it was a llama shooter or like a like a like a VR llama type experience. Yep, yep. Yeah, there was just so many of these weird, quirky, unique uh, experiences that were exclusive, and uh, I think that brought a, a big charm to the show. It was something really cool. So I'm, I'm excited to see um, what what these are, you know, what 2020 brings. And one word you used was playable. The like fact yeah. that that we are going to be able to play these games from our home that excites me. Um, yeah. Now, what about the other games? You, you know, because as a, as a journalist. You know, I love not only do I love talking to all these developers, I love getting to experience their games. And I've discovered some fantastic games on top of some some fantastic friends doing this. Um, What about those? Will we be able to download or or stream or somehow play uh, the the 85 or whatever you said, uh, these games or these only going to be video of where we watch a playthrough?
1: It'll it'll depend on the developer and on the state of the game. Uh, If they have a playable demo available, uh, we will link to it. It won't live on the PlayNYC site. We'll link to their site. Um, And then for those that are not available, there will be video content. um, And uh, depending on uh, the day and the time and whatnot, we have some of those also doing live demos uh, during the week as well and as part of the stream. Um, and, And, you know, for us, we... We wanted to come up with a solution that helped us amplify the developers themselves without you know, trying to reinvent the wheel here. And so for us, you know, with this, if, with this being a love letter to New York through games and to the developers in our community, um, using this as an opportunity to point to the places where they're talking about their games, where their games are playable on their own, makes a ton of sense. Um, it would feel, I think, disingenuous to do otherwise. Um, but that's also where, you know, understanding the interactive component being so important for something called Play NYC, um, <laughs> that's where it was really important for us to make sure that those graffiti games do go live and are available to play on PC or Mac uh, from wherever folks are.
0: That's awesome. Uh, now, one one thing I also noticed, because you can go to the website now and you can register to to you know go, um, but there's no press link anymore and and obviously because it's online it's a little different but uh, again one of the one of the things I loved was just being able to talk to a developer it's one thing to see a video it's one thing to see a, a demo but to hear the passion behind the voice of so many of these people because a lot of these games are passion projects. There. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm working full time and I'm staying up till three o'clock in the morning working on this because this is what I love. Or hey, I just quit my job and now I'm fully focused on this and I want to make this a reality. This has always been my dream. Those are so special to me um, because I love that passion. Uh, will will the general public or will press or anybody actually get? You know, will, will the developers be on hand to chat and talk and you know? You know, spiel their game, you know, kind of deal, and and we could ask questions. Oh, I saw in the video this happened. Um, you know, could you tell me a little bit more about that? Or, you know, will will that interactivity be there this time, or is that unfortunately something that we're going to lose?
1: Yes, uh, it will be available for uh, our uh, developers who are speaking, exhibiting, um, our partners and sponsors, as well as press. Uh, so we're going to have a dedicated Discord channel just for. All those folks to connect. We're also going to do our regular, you know, connection through contact information for all press and exhibitors uh, that we do every year. Uh, and then for folks that are, you know, just general attendees, um, our streams will have, you know, live chats and interactive pieces to them uh, where they'll be able to interact as well with folks. Um, so that was our way again to have a solution that is as accessible as possible, but still allows for that connection. Uh, between folks from a distance
0: that's cool so yeah because I, I would hate to see because sometimes a game you know you see a video of it and it leaves you confused like oh what is this and and sometimes it needs to be explained like some games just don't sell themselves they need to be brought out and i think that would be very helpful um yeah now another another component to play nyc has been board games it's not just video games you've had board games there you've had tabletop games uh will there be a presence with any of them this year
1: yeah, so we have uh, we have some board game and tabletop game uh, components to our talks and panels during the week. Um, I haven't looked at the updated list just yet, but, um, you know, it has been open for uh, board games and card games as well. Um, a lot of board games and card games are using, you know, different sites and digital spaces to do demos of their games, um, even though you can't, like, be there in person with them. So. It certainly has been open, we and we have integrated tabletop games into the programming through Monday through Friday too.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. you know, I, remember, I think it was, I think it was twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Like they were like down in the basement. It might yeah, in twenty eighteen, they were like down in the basement. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, your guys are like regulated here, like you're like the black sheep. And then in twenty nineteen, they were like right in the center of everything, which was cool. Um, yeah. it, it was it's great to see how many developers or, and you know of all types of games just come together and i think that's been my biggest takeaway from play nyc and i know for me personally it's been frustrating because i've i've tried to get my friends to go or i've tried to get other press to go and I'm like, you got to check this out and they're not in new york um and i'm so happy this year that so many people get to experience this and i really hope they take advantage especially with it being a full week yeah. um you know how how has the reception been you know, from either like longtime, you know, fans of the show like me or, or even from other people who have never come before. Have you heard any, you know, positive, negative about the way the show is this year?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, first and foremost, we wanted to prioritize uh, the developers that are in our community and let them know. So we already had, um, I think, 40 games signed on for the live version of Play NYC when we had to make the decision to make it all virtual. Um, so we wanted to start by reaching out to them, let them know what's going on. Um, and you know, uh, the response has largely been, I'm so happy that you're doing something this year. Cause I was worried that, um, it was just going to be canceled all in, in full until next year. Um, so that was really encouraging early on, right before we did, you know, the full announcement and whatnot. Um, I think we're just now starting to see reactions and responses because we announced the, uh, new version of the, uh, convention Think back in mid May, uh, and then sort of like went silent and went underground to uh, confirm talks and, and panels and exhibitors and our sponsors and partners. Uh, and we just now started announcing uh, all the different content for it. And so far, so good. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, the message every year that we have with Plan NYC really has been coming through. Uh, it's about lifting up New York, getting a spotlight on New York. Um, uniting all different kinds of game fans and players from all different ages and backgrounds um, and to show that games can be uh, fun in a lot of different ways and a lot of different genres and platforms and that they can make a difference too and that's something that we do with our graffiti games initiative every year Um, you you know for us to just sort of take exactly what we do every year with play nyc and then just kind of like Like, plop it virtual (laughs) didn't make it much sense, especially now that we're, you know, five months, six months into the pandemic. Uh, everybody has been stuck behind their screens for the longest time. Um, we wanted to really make Play NYC something that was casual, that you can check out at will and you can come by and, and you know, uh, pop in from time to time, or like I said, like stick to it throughout. And I think that. Removing those barriers so far has given us a really positive response. And um, the the exciting, fun part just started because we're finally telling people what exactly is going to be happening there and who's going to be joining us and what kinds of content is there. So um, the the best kind of feedback is the feedback that we get when we're actually saying the the content itself and and the games that will be there and the speakers and whatnot. And so um, that's all happening now. And uh, even with our announcement about Graffiti games and Rockstar supporting and, and the selected developers, we've already seen just such an, an uptick in interest and followers and um, folks coming through and saying they're going to check it out.
0: That is awesome. Um, I'm so happy to hear that because I feel like, you know, especially it's so hard to start up a convention and especially you know with you know PAX and and E3 and Gamescom like all these other huge conventions, um, it's almost like you can be overshadowed, but I feel like so many of those other conventions now, they're canceling, they're postponing, they're, but meanwhile, you know, you guys, again, you're evolving. Um, and I think that's, that's you know, a testament to, you know, playcrafting as a whole's character, your character, and the developer's character about the passion behind their games and about showing things off and, and getting the word out there, which is great. Um, Will this, or I mean, I don't know if you could talk about this or if you have any answer, is this going to attract any other or has it already attracted any other of the big publishers? Because uh, the indies are great, um, you know, and obviously Rockstar is, is now being a part of this. Um, but any of the big three or, you know, of course, like EA, Activision, you know, Ubisoft, have any of them or, or any other bigger publishers, you know, stepped in and said, hey, we want to have a presence in this now because it's digital?
1: Yeah. So we have, um, we have a couple of larger studios uh, that have joined up so far. Um, I don't think we've announced any of them yet, (laughs) Um, but, um, but yeah, we have, we have some of the larger ones coming through um, some that have been part of it before and and some new folks. Um, And uh, you know, the the cool part about this year's show is that there are a lot of ways for developers and publishers to be a part of, of uh, the convention. And so, Um, Some folks will be joining as exhibitors on our site, and some will be joining as uh, talks and and panelists, uh, so speakers, uh, throughout the week. And so, um, you know, having folks come through in in all those different kinds of ways, I think, is a really fun way to get some of these bigger players involved. And we'll have more on on those coming up in the next couple of weeks as we announce the schedule, too.
0: Um, I am excited. I can't wait for the schedule. (laughs) All right. So so
1: hey, hey, I said Rockstar is going to be there with a with one of a uh, with a talk, too. So oh,
0: Harry Potter, yeah. that's a big
1: one. <laughs> that
0: is huge. Uh, you know, will Avalanche be back? <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. I love the Just Cause games. Uh, so so for anyone now watching, you know, they're like they've sat through this. They've heard this. What would be one thing you would you could say to somebody, somebody who's already been there, um, who knows the show They've already been sold on the show. They know the show, how great it is. But someone who's never heard of Plan YC, they just clicked on this just to see what's going on. They've listened to this interview. There, hey, this sounds pretty interesting. What, what would you say to the average person who's never been to Plan YC why they should check this out now, especially because there's no travel involved? Like, what
1: would yeah, you think? I think that um, for Plan YC, previously you had to be there in person to understand fully what it's all about, um, and. Uh, with the, uh, the current situation and with everything going virtual, there's an opportunity to get all of the content, all of the experience of NYC this year without paying a cent uh, and without traveling an inch away from <laughs> your computer. And so uh, there, there's no excuse not to check it out in, in some capacity this year. And you know, for, for NYC, I think it's important to remember again that uh, we at PlayCrafting, we're a small team of four uh people um and really play crafting at its core is that huge community of developers and that's what really has always said play nyc and everything that play crafting does completely apart because developers are at the core of who we are and what we do um and that's going to be coming through again uh for this year's show and you know for us we want you to come and check it out and yes discover some games that you've never heard of before learn more about games that you've uh you you might have heard of before you might have tried before um but i think play nyc is a great opportunity to get to know the people that make those games and to understand their process and why the games are made and how the games were made Um, because most if not all of them started exactly where all of you are (laughs) uh, as fans of games and so um, you know it's it's a really special opportunity to get to know uh new york developers indie developers and see a side of uh, developers in games that uh, you know I don't think you would be able to see otherwise. Just given the the state of of the world and and the fact that you know it's a really scary time and there's a lot of people that are in a lot of pain right now. Games have a really great opportunity here to unite folks and to excite folks and offer a little bit of escapism from what's going on in the world. And um, we've already seen that just more broadly with so many people buying Nintendo Switches and, you know, playing Animal Crossing in record numbers and watching <laughs> Twitch streams, you know. Uh, I like to call it an increasingly virtual world because um, already we were all there as gamers and as fans of games, and now the rest of the world is joining us. And so we have very much this, like, come one, come all, uh, have some fun, check out some games, get to know the people behind them, um, and and do it in a way that is not going to... Uh, you know, stretch the wallet or require you to go anywhere. This is, this is the chance to finally get the play NYC experience without having to go to NYC. Um, and you know, who knows what the future is going to be like 2021 and beyond. Um, but you know, this year I think is, is probably, you know, more special than ever before because, um, given the situation we're in, everybody's a little bit more human than they were before. And so, um, I think you're going to see that in how folks are speaking on the talks and panels, how they're presenting their games in the games that are there, especially with the graffiti games. Um, You know, we always have uh, had a theme with our graffiti games that speaks to something that's going on currently. Uh, And given the, uh, you know, racial injustice and the protests that are going on across uh, the country and around the world, our graffiti games initiative really speaks to that. And um, we got just this really kick-ass lineup of five developers that, um, are really putting their heart and soul and their perspectives into the games that are uh, being created for graffiti games. Um, and there, there's games that have been made for graffiti games previously that uh, have gone on to great success, like uh, Bizarre Barber, which was a graffiti game at Play NYC in 2018 and went on to get funded by Oculus and is released and is an awesome game. So you never know where those games and many others are going to go for the ones that are on the indie side. Um, and you'll get to know um, you know, a little bit more about the folks behind some of the games that you've heard of and maybe already have played before.
0: Uh, wow, I Wow, I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, if you go to the website right now, you could register for tickets. Do you have to register? Like, if someone forgets to register, can they still go, or how does that work? Is-
1: you don't have to register, uh, but uh, if you register, uh, you will get our reminders and announcements immediately. Uh, if you're watching, you know, This episode or listen to this episode uh and it's a day before play nyc or it's the middle of play nyc that's okay just go to play-nyc.com you can go watch participate like whenever you'd like um but definitely sign up now to get notified because uh you know that is the way to get the most up-to-date information the links when they're going live um live announcements and whatnot and we will be Uh, communicating with everybody who uh, registers in advance throughout the week as well.
0: Well, there you go. You heard it. Play-NYC.com. Go there right now to register. Uh, Make sure to go there for the show. Um, You could also check out PlayCrafting at PlayCrafting.com. See what Dan and his crew do outside of PlayNYC and in addition to PlayNYC. Uh, And if you have Twitter, uh, follow them at PlayCrafting, which is just at PlayCrafting. And Dan, they can find you at Dan Butchko. Dan... Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure.
1: Thank you, Barry. I when you were saying in the beginning that this is our fourth time doing this, I, where does the time go? It's like yeah. terrifying and crazy, but it's also, you know, I'm just so grateful to you and all the folks that took that leap with us in the first year uh, with Play NYC, and to kind of see it grow and evolve and change and adapt along the way. Um, you know, it would be Play NYC and Play Crafting would be nothing without the developers, fans, press, uh, streamers uh, that are so dear, near and dear to my heart and to uh, our hearts here at Play Crafting. And so we really want to thank you and thank everybody for being along with us for this journey. And even though it's going to feel a little bit different this year, um, you know, we really want to uh, put something together that gets people really excited and uh, engaged and um, really offers you know if anything else if nothing else something fun for the week of August 10th to uh, to put your mind on and and discover and go on a nice little journey with uh, with us throughout the week through games because games are just so fun and exciting and powerful and have the uh, ability to change the world in a lot of ways and I think we can see that now more than ever so thank you and thank you to everybody that's been with us along the way and we can't wait to have you join us this year for PlayNYC.
0: Thank you, Dan. Uh, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Um, from the very first year, it's been a pleasure. And its yeah, I look forward to these talks all the time. Um, it's great. It's become a tradition. Like I said, it's annual. Um, but yeah, for those wondering, it is August 10th to the 16th. That is the week to pay attention to go to play-nyc.com and be a part of that. Um, Now, for everything else, if you want Nintendo news, more industry talks like this, our bi-weekly podcast, and stuff like that, please go to nintendofuse.com and on YouTube, um, subscribe to our channel. Thank you so much for watching. Again, thank you, Dan, for joining me today. And what else?
1: And everybody, go have fun and play some games.
0: Absolutely. Play (laughs) games, enjoy, and and partake and play NYC. Have a great day, everybody, and take care.
1: Bye-bye.